It's the show after the show. This is the After 9 Podcast with Scott and Kat. There we go. It's Friday. Yay. We never get to kick off the show just flawlessly. There's always a record button that sticks or something. Something happens every time. I can't hear. You can't hear. Something. Yeah, I know. Something. Somebody spilled. I'm going to blame. I'm going to. I shouldn't blame, but I probably will say it might be someone on the afternoons. No, I don't know what happened, but the recording mechanism that we use uh, to do our podcast, which is just a box with a record button on it, basically. Anyway, it keeps sticking. So every time I go to record something, it'll stick down, which means it'll cancel out the recording, and I have to hit it just right in order for it to record, but whatever. I'm surprised you don't have to, like, rub it the right way and, like, talk dirty to it. Oh, you don't want to know what I've had to do to make these things work. Frankly, I'm happy I wasn't there to see it. Uh, let's begin today by wishing a very happy anniversary of the date of your birth to Cat Callahan. Oh, I thank you. It is true. I have a date that I was born, and every year it comes up again and again and again, and it is June 5th. So thank you so much. I, I do have to seriously say thank you so much. So I, I tried to keep track this morning, but it was kind of hard to do a radio show and try to keep track of the DMs that I received and the messages on Facebook and the text messages. So Thank you so much for everybody who was showing me love. I really appreciate it. It's such a strange birthday for most people this year. We'll experience this weird birthday where it's like, yeah, happy birthday, but it's a little bit different. Uh, But anyway, the fact that you guys went out of your way today to send me a message, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. What are your plans? Are you going to distance? Are you going to respect all the rules? Or are you just going to throw a party and hope bylaw doesn't find out about it? (laughs) Huge rager. Huge rager. (laughs) No, I, uh, yes, I am going to have a couple of people over, but it's all going to be under the, you know, under the usual, the the rules and whatnot. I'm going to follow the rules on that. But I I think a a couple of people are coming and going today from what I can imagine. But my husband's the one organizing it all. He just said, you sit back and relax and enjoy. And he's got everything covered. So, yeah. And I'm going to do shopping for the first time. A little bit of shopping today too let me ask you a serious question why are you bothering to follow the rules when nobody else is I know, I know. it is fucking crazy how many people are just it's almost like covid's not a thing anymore i was at the toronto premium outlets yesterday if you're listening from outside of toronto you should know that the toronto premium outlets are nowhere near toronto it's about 40 minutes west i know yeah. <laughs> Silly. But I was there yesterday to go to Old Navy. And the reason I went there is because I went to Winners first and they didn't really have much. I, I think maybe there might be a supply issue there because they seem to be dwindling. But nonetheless, I was at the premium outlets and I'd say about half of the people were wearing masks in Old Navy. They seem to do it right. I mean, as soon as you walked in the door and it was when two people left, two people could go in that sort of thing. They give you hand sanitizer right away. That minimizes the chance that you can take your little coronavirus infested fingers and touch something and then inadvertently pass on the virus to someone else. So I felt fairly safe, but just in general, There was a lot of people walking around and outside each one of the stores, they've got the lines and I stand here and then the next line is six feet back and then the next line is six feet back from that. That's all well and good, but people just in the open areas and even in the parking lots and crossing at the crosswalks from the lot to the mall. I didn't see many people that were six feet apart mm-hmm. or that even seemed concerned about it. Yeah. There's a problem here because the new federal modeling data came out yesterday from Dr. Teresa Tam. And I just feel like I have to say you it like that. You have to say it that way now. Yeah, because uh, whereas I really liked her at the beginning, I don't like her really not even a little bit now. But she released some federal modeling data, and it would suggest that Toronto and Montreal are holding the entire country back from reopening. Yeah. 
There's just too many people and there's people that are not following the distancing rules and it's becoming a serious problem. New infections just keep going up and up and up. We shouldn't still be getting between three and four hundred new cases every single day. Clearly, these are people that are not following the rules. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to fuck it all up with a party this weekend. I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm disappointed. Making it worse. No, it's true. <laughs> you know what? And, and when you do go out to the stores now, don't you find that you're noticing people being a lot more like, meh, way less masks. I see less masks. I see more people bringing multiple children with them. Whereas before, I, I didn't, there was a time there for a couple months, I never saw a child in a store. Um, every now and again, obviously someone who had a stroller or something, but I mean walking around, touching things, whatever. You see it way more often now than you did a couple of months ago. And I mean, I get it in some cases. You got to do what you got to do. But I have noticed that people have been a lot more meh about it. Uh, there's going to be a protest this weekend in Toronto, which I'm sure people will not distance again. So if, you, if you're going to the protest in Toronto tomorrow then you should absolutely have a mask on. Please cover your face and do everything you can to not continue the spread of COVID-19. But this is another march in solidarity with Black Lives Matter. I believe they're starting on Bloor and then they're going to march up to Nathan Phillips Square. It's weird because online there's a lot of people saying... This one's going to be rough. This one's going to be violent. It's going to be like the first nights in Minneapolis or like it currently is in New York where there's looting and stuff like that. And now it's so strange to see these pictures of businesses along Young Street that are boarded up so that the looters can't smash their windows and take all their stuff. I just have a feeling that this one's not going to be good, Kat. I hope that I'm wrong, but it's kind of leaning towards this one's going to be nasty. And every time we do something stupid, mm -hmm. it ends up as worldwide news for some reason. Yeah, I I understand from the from the business owner's perspective of why you do want to give yourself that little bit of extra insurance. I don't know if you want to call it that, but by boarding up, it's a more of a just in case thing. But at the same time, you wonder if that's kind of an invitation of like, oh yeah, you think we're going to get rowdy? Well, guess what? And some people will. And again, a couple of, some people just spoil it for everybody else. And those people are probably already have their plans in motion. It's quite possible there's people scoping out areas that don't have that protection, Scott, that are thinking of doing it. And it's shitty. It's shitty to think that people are doing that and using this as a way to loot. And uh, I don't understand it and I never will. But I know there's a lot of people with uh, the best of intentions that are going down there for the right reasons. And I hope that those looters and rioters don't spoil it for everybody. I'm reading a story here about the defense attorneys for the three cops involved in George Floyd's murder that weren't the three cops that had their knee on Floyd's neck. Uh, We know that there were three officers charged that were basically just accessories. Was it aiding and abetting second degree murder was the charge? Yeah, it was a strange one. So the defense attorneys are saying things like two of those three Minneapolis police officers, former Minneapolis police officers were rookies, barely off of probation. Do they get a pass then? They're rookies. They're there with a senior officer. That is a, like it is an awkward position to be in. Maybe if they did, all you have to do is watch the video though to know what he was doing did not seem right. And I'm not a police officer. I've never been trained a day in my life to be a police officer. Not even the first day of police foundations do I have under my belt. But from a human to a human aspect, you can take one look at that video and go, "Oh no, that's not right." Okay, let me put it a different way. Let's talk about our boss. Let's say our boss 
wants to join us for a segment on the terrestrial radio show where, where we have to follow terrestrial radio rules. For example, we can't swear there. Let's say he comes on the air and drops a big F-bomb and then drops another one a few seconds later. Are you going to stop the boss and tell him, whoa, just so you know, you can't do that. I'm going to cut you off right there. I would shut his mic off. Absolutely, I would. You would? Yeah, I would. I don't know if I would do that. And not that I think it's okay that these other cops did not intervene in this. I just... No, I, I can kind of understand the circumstance if they truly are rookies that literally just got off probation. You have to realize you're a reflection of everybody that you work with, too. What they do affects you and vice versa. So in that exact example, I would have to be like, you know what? I'll explain myself later, but I'm shutting your mic off and I shouldn't have to explain myself. And in that case, I would try to shut that down immediately and then later on worry about it. And and even then you should know as a human, you shouldn't have to worry about stopping someone who's suffocating someone on the street. It's not all right. Did you see the video that came out of Buffalo? Buffalo Police, did you watch it? I, I, I did post it at scottandcat.ca. You did, and I haven't seen it yet because I just because I feel like I've seen a, I've seen so much this week. <laughs> yeah, it's Too See, much. we knew that somebody got hurt during one of the protests in Buffalo. Actually, a couple people have been hurt down there. Uh, earlier this week, somebody drove a car threw into cops and now this time a protester went right up to a cop and he ended up seriously hurt he fell backwards hit his head on the pavement and there was blood coming out of his ears that's yeah, bad that's very bad and initially the statement to wivb tv from the police was that he tripped and fell now video of that altercation has surfaced and it's pretty clear based on my analysis of the video that he was actually pushed by police officers. So while it's not inaccurate that he tripped and fell, he did obviously trip or stumble and that's how he hit his head. It was actually police officers that pushed him and some of them just kept on marching even though he had blood coming out of his ears. I'm sure that the cops didn't intend for that guy to fall and get seriously hurt. I think they were just trying to get him out of the way. But since the guy did trip and fall, are we now at a point where cops are going to have to be accountable for every single thing they do? Should those cops be charged? Because I have to think that if the protester had pushed somebody and that person fell backwards and had blood coming out of their ears, they'd probably be charged with assault-causing bodily harm. Should police be subjected to the same charges that the rest of us would if we did the exact same thing? Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a case-by-case thing. I, I really, truly do. I don't think that you can really make it a black and white, this is what, okay, this is what's going to happen. You do have to look at it. And, I mean, you, you, you said it that, you know, the guy, yes, absolutely, he was pushed, but he tripped later on, right, kind of thing. But he was pushed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, so, Scott. Oh, scottandcat.ca if you want to see it and I'm also going to link to it if you look at the image of this podcast you can just click that link and it'll take you right there right because I do agree with you on 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 that point of like sure if it was the other way around it'd be different whatever but I do think that this is the type of situation where we do have to look at it on a case-by-case basis we can't paint it all with the same brush there are uh, no shortage of people that hope that if nothing else comes out of what's going on right now with these protests, that police are a lot more accountable for their interactions with the public. And I'm not saying that they're not accountable now, but there's a lot of people who feel that they are not and that they are above the law. And that's not fair. So uh, if the police officers escape this without charges or at least without a true serious investigation, 
I have a feeling the movement is not really making any forward progress. Anyway, watch the video, everybody. Make up your own mind. Um, Mm -hmm. Just don't hashtag your reply BLM. Holy shit. If you hashtag something with the Black Lives Matter uh, hashtag, it's amazing some of the replies you'll get. Like, really, really nuts. People are paying attention to that hashtag. Yeah. Yesterday, I retweeted a reporter who interviewed the Reverend Al Sharpton outside the memorial service for George Floyd. And one of the things Sharpton did was he took a shot at our Canadian prime minister, Justin Trudeau. Uh, They were asking him what he was going to talk about at the memorial. And he said, I'm going to talk about this and talk about that. And and oh, you're from Canada. I'll tell you what. It certainly won't take me 21 seconds to decide what I want to say. And then he walked away. I watched that video and I thought, ouch, that's quite the stab. I mean, it's very rare that someone as prominent as the Reverend Al Sharpton would take a a wade into the waters of Canadian politics. And people are quick to point out in that tweet that I sent out, oh, well, he just doesn't understand. He's not used to having a leader that is thoughtful and considers his words before he says them. And I got every reply under the sun. So let me just explain the the Justin Trudeau video from earlier this week. If you haven't seen it, it's actually kind of funny, to be honest. You saw Trudeau where he didn't give a response for 21 seconds when they <laughs> asked him about Trump. moment. Uh, yeah. Yep. Well, and I mean, it wasn't just the standing there for 21 seconds. I mean, he was uh, uh, tongue in the cheek and yeah. he was like, ah. It was a lot of these like, ah, uh, ah. Uh. <laughs> There's a lot of like noises coming from his face, but no words. Let me explain to you how some people feel about this video, because there's a lot of people who watched it and thought, bravo, Justin Trudeau, you are thoughtful and you wanted to be deliberate and you wanted to be careful with the words you used because you realized the power of the word in this circumstance. That's great. Nobody really knows what Justin was doing there, but if you feel that way, by all means, you're entitled unless Justin says otherwise. There's a lot of people, though, who feel that when you're asked a direct question about human rights and you're asked a direct question that is linked to racism and to a a president who ordered his military to act against his own citizens on his own soil, it it shouldn't take you 21 seconds to decide that that's wrong. You should absolutely unequivocally deny that or denounce that right away. There's a lot of people who feel that way. Sure. sure. I, I don't necessarily see it that way at all. Um, I think that he's being careful, as, as a lot of people are when they're answering things. And he also has a very unstable uh, president of the U.S. who is keeping his eye on every single media report. And he knows whatever he answers in that moment will get back to Donald Trump. And perhaps Quickly. he's a little bit scared of what that might be. Be like the repercussions of that and it his, was a gotcha question to be honest yes with you. that's they were exactly trying to it. set him up yes absolutely and was he fully prepared for it maybe maybe not i would imagine if you are the prime minister you're prepared for people asking you about that um so he probably knew in advance okay if this happens i need to answer it what's the best way to do it and he thought you know i'm gonna pause and f- do the best thing in the moment so i no, i'm not all over him for not being right away that's terrible nah. like that's not him that is not justin trudeau and he does want to be careful and you know what i I'm okay with people like kind of taking their time, especially right now, taking their time to answer. People are nervous to say the wrong thing. But as long as you say something, that's all that matters. Like, who fucking cares? I thought it was very, very, very well scripted. 
He didn't just come up with the word consternation off the top of his head. <laughs> you don't think that was in his regular vocabulary? <laughs> no. He knew the question was coming. Right. It was well rehearsed, and they probably told him, okay, it'll look better if you take a long, dramatic pause. Probably Gerald Butts, still a senior advisor. He, or Gerard Butts, I can't remember his name. He, he said, take a long pause, and then you're going to give this answer, and here's how the answer's going to go. And this will make sure there's no international political ramifications. This will make sure that you cover all the bases, and you can uh, tie it back into Canada-U.S. relations. This is the perfect way to do it. I don't think anybody expected him to pause for 21 seconds. Mm -hmm. Uh, Every now and again, a dramatic pause does exactly that. It creates a little bit of drama. 21 seconds was a long time. Having said that, I do think that you're right. He just doesn't want to say the wrong thing. And let's be honest, he doesn't exactly own the moral high ground when it comes to racism right now. He's in a very difficult spot because of those photos that surfaced right around election time last year. The blackface ones. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure he's in a difficult spot. It wasn't uh, uh, the best question that he could have been asked. I mean, shit, ask him about hockey returning or about basketball <laughs> or soccer or something. You know, yeah. those are the questions that you can just lob to a politician. They'll knock it out of the park. Boom, everybody's happy. This one, it might have been a little bit of over analysis. Uh, before we get to the replay of Missed Connections, I want to run one more thing by you here. And it's not on the the state of the world right now. It's a nice little lighthearted thing. There's a guy who went on the Am I an Asshole thread <laughs> on Reddit. And you can do that too, by the way. Reddit is basically anonymous if you want it to be. And you can just put out your circumstance and people will judge you. And they'll say, yes, you're an asshole. Or no, you're not doing anything wrong. This guy's considering calling off his engagement. Him and his bride-to-be were discussing the wedding party. And she said to him, who do you want to be there on your side? And he said, well, I think for my best man, I want my friend Kate. Kate's a woman. And obviously the bride-to-be is not a fan of Kate because it turned into a big fight. Now the groom points out there was never anything romantic or sexual with Kate. He really likes her because Kate was the one who introduced him to his current social circle. Is there anything wrong with this guy wanting Kate to be his best man, quote unquote? Well, is there anything wrong with it? No. I think that that's up to you to decide if you're going to have a wedding party or a best man or witness, however you want to phrase it, that you choose the person that, that, that best represents, you know, your best friend, basically. Um, and... But, I mean, let's talk about the bride here for a second, because the more important question is, why does she have such a problem with it? Well, I mean, if there is nothing sexual, I don't really know. But I am very aware of the fact that there's a lot of people out there, maybe listening right now, that aren't 100% comfortable with their partner being besties with a member of the opposite sex. It makes a lot of people uncomfortable. And I have to think that a lot of it comes from insecurity, but there could be other factors as well. Mm-hmm. So maybe she has a legitimate reason to not like Kate. Maybe yeah. maybe it's true when she says, mm, it's going to be too much of a distraction for the other guests if you have a woman standing there as your best man. Or it's not going to look right in the photos if there's you, a girl, and then four other guys. And then me on the other side with just 
five girls. That's so horseshit, though. The people who focus solely on that kind of stuff during their wedding, you are getting married for the wrong reasons. If you're worried about the aesthetic part of it, like what it's going to look like, why the fuck are you even getting married to this person? Because obviously you don't give a shit about anything but that particular wedding day. I mean, I personally think just based on what I know about this couple and this situation, they're kind of doomed because you've got a guy who's got a good friend who's a female. Obviously this, I think, the bride probably has an insecurity towards her. Maybe she is worried that there are feelings. Um, And... If not, she still doesn't fully trust her husband-to-be, it seems, that there aren't any feelings if he has to go out of his way to say there's nothing there, there's nothing there. Do I think people can have a platonic friendship as a male and female? Absolutely. But um, I, I do I do totally see through shit like that. When a bride says, I don't want that, she's worried that they don't have a platonic relationship. Hmm. So you think there's something there. Absolutely. And, and again, like I said, I don't know. Bride seems to be doing this for all the wrong reasons. Why do we always have to go with this traditional shit, though? Can we just ask the question here? Do you really care? The bride and groom, whenever you're getting married, you have to ask yourselves before you just cut out this little cookie cutter. Okay, so you're going to have five guys. I'll have five girls. Great. And then we'll have, a be- we'll have our best man. And our. You don't have to do it that way. Newsflash. Like, you don't have to do it that way just because years and years and years ago, someone decided that's what they were going to do. And then it became a quote unquote tradition. I didn't have a party at all. I had a witness. She could wear whatever the fuck she wanted to. And like for me, that was the best thing. Instead of making these people buy these dresses and everything needs to look this way. I don't know. For me, it didn't matter. I just wanted to get fucking married. That's all I wanted to do and and come and have a good time. If you think that you need to fit this mold, just question it. I I know some people do really visualize that. That's their visualization of their wedding. And they they see this and they see this many bridesmaids and this many. Just really think about whether that's what you want to do or not. You don't have to do any of that shit. You don't have to do any of it. I don't disagree with you. I wish more weddings were uh, it was more about the the actual act of getting married and less about the tradition and the constantly trying to fucking outdo each other and all that sort of stuff. Weddings cost way too much money. Let's be honest. 30, 40, 50, 60,000 dollars for one day. And I get that you may have been thinking about this since you were little. You may have been planning it since you were uh, in elementary school. Doesn't mean it has to go down that way. It also doesn't mean that you have to make a whole bunch of other people rich just so that you can be in debt and have a wedding. Uh, A lot of weddings these days just drive me crazy. I think that's part of the reason I don't like going to them very often anymore. These Zoom weddings, fantastic. Sign me up. I'll log in. I'll watch you say I do, and I'm pretty happy with it. Otherwise, uh, just do what seems like a good time. And you know what? If all of your friends are really into burgers... You don't have to serve a sit-down prime rib dinner with chicken on the side, eight courses with a pasta and a salad and all that sort of shit. Serve burgers if that's what you and your friends are into. Uh, If if you guys all met at a, I don't know, a resort in Mexico, serve Mexican takeout, burritos and tacos for the wedding. It doesn't have to be what they've built it up to be. You and I are are pretty much on the same page there when it comes to that, Kat. Mm -hmm. I do think, though, that maybe we need to drop some of the pronouns as well. why, why is there still a best man and a maid of honor now if it's perfectly acceptable to have the opposite sex stand up there for you? Yeah, absolutely. They're witnesses. Like, that's what I called them. I had a witness and my husband had a witness. And that's who they were. And these people actually have a legal obligation at the wedding. They must sign to acknowledge that they did witness this actually took place. So call it what it is. Witness is probably a good name. 
Uh, designated fucker. That's one because they're going to take on a shit pile of work <laughs> when you ask them to be part of your wedding. It is nothing but a pain in the ass to be a maid of honor or a best man. Uh, you sure. might as well just call it what it is. Designated slave. Uh, yep. Yeah, there's the person who's going to have to deflect a whole bunch of shit from you. Maybe those are more appropriate than best man and maid of honor. <laughs> designated slave (laughs) (laughs) you suck instead of giving them that little invitation you know like that's trendy too to be like will you be my maid of honor you just might as well send them a card that says your life's gonna be fucking miserable for the next year congrats yep agree to this and you agree to give up your life your money and put up with all of my shit for the next year and my relatives and my relatives and all the friends that you don't know that you have to all of a sudden get along with oh fun times oh drive me crazy Thanks for listening, everybody. We're going to wrap this up now with the replay of Missed Connections because we want to let Kat get out of here on her birthday and go drink some wine and anything else she can fit in her mouth today. (laughs) You're damn right, Scott. (laughs) Uh, On that note, here you go, guys. Your Friday edition of Missed Connections. Get the piano ready here. Oh, sounds great. Thank you. Wow. It is time for Missed Connections. There are so many people who are having second thoughts. They had that encounter with someone and now they'd like to reconnect with them. They don't know how. So they posted the story online, hoping the other person would contact them. We're going to start off with a different kind of misconnection. It is called Be Careful, John, in Waterloo. Woman for man. I send this to you, John, or anyone who knows John. Pass this on. If I had his info, I would myself. John, you have a girlfriend named Marianne. This might hurt, but before you go further, you should know in her first few years in Canada, she cheated on her husband with another man she met on a dating site, the same one you apparently used to meet her on. Later, she left him for another man. She met him on that site again. They started dating for almost two years. Now, just before Christmas passed, she broke it off, but apparently met you back in October. Do the math, John. She also secretly lustfully kissed and grinded somebody in January of 2020, and I have the proof. John, there are other fish out there, and I think this one's a carp. You seem like a nice man. I hope you don't get hurt by her. Love, Leona. What is Leona's connection to John, do you think? Why is Leona looking out for John? Does she just not like this other woman, Marianne? You know what? Leona, my dear, don't hide behind this anonymity thing. And I know you say if you could reach out to him, you could. But how come you know so much about all the other people? And also, it's probably none of your business. Is it none of her business or is it her responsibility to point out to John that Marianne is basically hooking up with every guy she meets on this particular site? Look, it wouldn't be the first time a stranger approached someone else they don't know to warn them about someone they're with based on things they know about that person. It is not the first time. But that's kind of awkward right now. John, I'm sorry. If you're listening, if you're John with a Marianne, you're probably... This is a bad day. This is a bad morning for you to be listening. <laughs> Sorry. She's, uh, she's got a past, and most of it links directly back to whatever site you guys met on. I understand why people want to hide behind this, too. Like, let's... I'm Maybe she could get to John. I feel like Leona could get to John and warn him if she really wanted to, but she's not doing it. Very possible. And you wonder why. 
you wonder if there's more to it. But uh, I wonder right. if Leona's got a thing for John, and she's trying to sabotage the Marianne relationship. Uh, totally possible, Scott. And nothing shocks me when it comes to misconnections. Let me tell you that much. Let me ask you something. Do you love, hate, or in between social media influencers? Oh, um, okay. So, I mean, I respect that some people have found a way to make money off of it. It's the ones who aren't really at influencer status that walk around like they've got Kim Kardashian level followers. Okay. Those are the ones that bug me. Okay, then this you might hate this girl. This is a man looking for a woman. It's called the Beehive Beauty. You were the cute blonde girl that was laying on her tummy filming a selfie video for your Insta next to a beehive in the bushes. I'm the dude that asked if you wanted me to take a photo and also cautioned you to crawl back a bit. That was before all hell broke loose. Oh, I like it when all hell breaks loose. Tell me more. You said you were fine. And then two minutes later, I watched in horror as the bees swarmed your pretty little face. No. I can't get your screams of pain out of my mind. After it was all done, you had several red bumps over your arms and your face. I offered you a Tylenol. (laughs) That's all I got on me, man, a Tylenol. But you were crying and sobbing so hard. It looked like it hurt, but you still refused my drugs. Just want to say I hope you're better. Tylenol are not drugs. Let's clarify (laughs) that right now. Let's calm down. Anyway, I just wanted to say I hope you feel better. Maybe next time. Take a selfie with birds or something different. Yeah, bees, <laughs> way too small. Oh, they, they are a pain in the butt. How many likes am I going to get if I got a beehive right behind my face? Let's find out. Hang on. You I know, got this. On her tummy, too. She didn't even have a chance in hell to get no. up and run if you're on your tummy next to a damn beehive. What are you thinking? This is the problem. She wasn't thinking. Oh. That's crazy. People like bees and they like photos of bees. If I post a photo of me with bees, I'm going to get more likes. If she didn't caption that, me with the bee, then the whole thing was a waste. <laughs> Do you think she still she still posted a photo of her with the bees, even though after the fact she got stung to you know what? I hope there's video. I'm hoping that just maybe this was on video mode instead of on still shot, because I would like to see this go down. Way too many people doing way too many dumb things to try and get insta-famous. You are not wrong, Scott. That's bee karma right there. Oh, you want to put us in the picture without permission? Watch this. Those bees gave their lives trying to protect their hive. Right before they stung my ass. Here's me with the bees. Boy, a face full of bee stings. That's a tough one to explain later, isn't it? She had a terrible night. A terrible night when that happened. Awful. 